This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'll tell you, the worst job in the entire world must be a police officer in the United States of America because half the people hate you for what you do and the other half hate you for what you don't. What's up? This is the Patriot Podcast. My name is Mark Kay. Uh, we're going to have that story, plus more on Elon Musk versus China, uh, Joe Biden's ridiculousness, and we're going to pull another gas card winner. All that happens in just a minute. First, though, I want to I start, I guess, with the police. I woke up this morning, and um, I posted yesterday. Yesterday, we spoke with Jack Posobiec, who you may or may not know. He's in uh, he's in Geneva, and we, we, we talked to him uh, via Skype, which, by the way, man, holy cow, that Skype connection, I couldn't get over how great that sounded. We usually just talk to people on the phone and the phone sucks, which how is it? <laughs> this is what I don't understand. We get calls from people and the calls drop or they just sound bad and the sound quality is horrible. How is it that in this day and age, 2022, wait, is it 20? Yes, yeah, 2022. In this day and age, when my phone can do anything, I can FaceTime and feel like I'm in the same room. I can shoot 4K video on it. I can edit podcasts like this one. I can, you know, track my family members wherever they happen to be right within 10 feet of their actual location. I mean, it's amazing. My phone can do anything except make a decent phone call. Phones still sound like crap whenever somebody actually dials the phone. It's the lowest quality that uh, it's the lowest quality signal of any signal that you get. But Skype and FaceTime and Zoom and all these other things that are on the same phone sound brilliant. I just it just seems to me like we're missing like we've when we look at the iPhone or the Google phone or the Android phone, the phone part, it's, which is in the name of the actual device, is the thing that it's like the throwaway. I, I, I sometimes I feel like if these companies could do a rotary on the phone just to keep it simple. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, we need more other crap in there. So get rid of the like, forget the phone part. Just throw a rotary phone in there and let's build up all the other cool features. Um, you know, we want it to be able to we want it to be able to shoot signals into space to communicate with aliens. But if you want to call your your uncle or your grandma, uh, the, that's still going to sound like crap. It's the weirdest thing ever. Anyway, so we were talking to Jack Posobiec over Spike, uh, Skype yesterday and we were talking about, uh, you know, what was going on in Davos, Switzerland and that kind of thing. And, and it sounded it sounded amazing. And as a result, or, you know, also because it was a good interview, uh, if I do say so myself, it got a lot of reaction on Twitter. I woke up this morning, went on Twitter. People have been retweeting it and watching it and liking it and hearting it and commenting on it and yada, yada, yada. Um, but as I was scrolling through Twitter, looking at all the people who loved me, I also saw a lot of people who were angry at the police in Texas, in Uvalde, Texas, or Uvalde, Uvalde. Right, you know where you know what I'm talking about. Um, apparently the police in Texas waited outside. This is what people were saying. Parents were screaming at them to go into the school. Um, they, you know, it took the shooter was in there for an hour unattended before the border patrol agent or whoever went in there and, and started shooting at him. And, you know, it, there was a lot of on-site, uh, unacceptable behavior by the police, according to these witnesses or according to the parents. And on the, while this is all happening in Texas, Joe Biden is in Washington, D.C., signing a bill or I'm sorry, an executive order, because 
Congress would never actually pass the bill, signing an executive order to make it more difficult for police to police. And this was on the two year anniversary of uh, George Floyd. George Floyd in Minneapolis, he dies, Derek Chauvin, the rest of the cops standing there. You saw the eight minute video or you saw parts of it. Two years later, Joe Biden said, I'm sick and tired of it. Congress is not acting. They're not reforming police. We've asked Congress to make it more difficult for police to do things. We don't want chokeholds. We don't want no knock warrants. We don't want any of that. We don't want the cops. We, If there's a bad cop, we want everyone to know about that cop. We want a registry. We want to make it so that it's more difficult to police people. We want the police to be more cognizant of what they're doing and their actions and yada, yada, yada. So while people in Texas are yelling and screaming, allegedly, again, I don't know the story. I wasn't there. Alleging uh, that the police aren't doing enough. Joe Biden is in Washington, D.C., signing an executive order saying that police are doing too much. So it's a real mental back and forth. It's a yin and a yang. It's a it's a wrestling match, I'm sure, for any police officer. How do I react in this particular situation? If I do A, will I be heralded as a hero or will I be attacked as a villain? You know, if I do this, am I going too far? Uh, you know, what if I go into the school and I shoot and I accidentally hit a kid? What's going to happen to me? There's all these protocols in place because I'm sure uh, they've, they've been sued. There's all these protocols in place because I'm sure that the the upper management or the federal government has interfered. The Department of Justice has attacked police officers repeatedly. And again, I don't know what's going through the minds of these cops in Texas. I don't know what's going through the minds of the cops in Minneapolis. I don't know what's going through anyone's mind except my own. And even then, I'm a little, even then, I sit back and I think about my own mind. I go, what the hell am I thinking right now? And why am I thinking? That's the weirdest. Ew, I'm a creep. Uh, but anyway, so it it makes it very, it makes it very kind of disconcerting to someone like me to see the president of the United States and Merrick Garland, the attorney general, and all these Congress people and senators all constantly attacking police forces. And then you seeing the result of that, which is police forces not acting as quickly as people might like police forces, putting in protocols to protect themselves and their officers from harassment or, or unnecessary attacks or, you know, defunding or, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, it's a, I don't know how to look if it's, if it's true that these police in in Texas just stood around and did nothing for no reason, that's one thing. But I, I, I tend to think or suspect that this long standing uh, multi-year attack on police forces and police in the United States of America, I tend to feel that that is something that is probably added to or made it more difficult for police to want to act in a way that they want to act. I mean, if I were a cop, if you're a lifelong cop, if you're a police officer, if you dedicate your life to serving others and you know there's a school shooting, odds are you want to burst right in the door and start blowing peeps away. But there's a there's a unfortunately there's a real life threat to police officers for everything that they do their actions are going to be met with public uh dissent and also political ramifications and they may lose their careers and their lives and even be sent to prison so it's really it's really got to be tough i don't i don't envy police officers at all i'm glad they're there but i just um i don't envy them at all uh, also, anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about this, by the way, on the Marque show, and I'm sure and I'll dig around and get more information on it. But just so you know, that's one of the things that's bubbling up today. There's a lot of Twitter attacks and a lot of videos about the police on the ground in Texas not acting fast enough for a lot of people's liking. 
something else that's going on is China apparently is building the military capability to go into space and blow away Elon Musk's Starlink satellite system. Elon Musk, he uh, has been creating this Starlink satellite system, which I guess this this all boils down to Ukraine. Basically, what happens is he's sending out these satellites into space and they're all going to be linked. And his goal is to offer Wi-Fi, like really good Wi-Fi anywhere in the world, because it's all coming from this basically netting of satellites. It's a network of satellites all around the earth and you can access it however, you know, whenever you want. Well, you may remember in Ukraine when Russia shut down the uh, the Internet or when the Internet wasn't available, he started sending Elon started sending these Starlink satellites and units to Ukraine so that they could access the Internet and Russia couldn't stop them. And it was a big, you know, it was a big to do it was big. Elon Musk is our savior, that kind of thing. Well, now China, uh, I guess, has seen the capability of this system and they don't like it. And they are they are now creating some kind of military space program or military weapon or some kind of protocol to disable Elon Musk's Starlink satellites in space. Uh, and I assume this all comes down from their desire to maybe invade Taiwan, maybe take Taiwan back for China. Um, if they're looking at Ukraine and they see what happened, if they're looking at how Vladimir Putin failed in Ukraine, if he, they're looking at how the Ukraine or how Ukraine has, has been able to overcome the Russian army, one of the things they would be looking at is the internet that Elon Musk provided with these Starlink satellite systems. So now the report is that they are going to, this is from the Daily Star, China could start building anti-SpaceX missiles to destroy Elon Musk's Starlink project um, because they believe it might threaten their national security. And I can only believe that this is definitely something that uh, they're seeing from Ukraine. If they have the ability to dis disable or to bomb or to shoot out of the sky these Starlink uh, satellites, then they're more probably more willing to go into Taiwan, shut down everything and take over the country because they'll be able to control uh, the Wi-Fi there. Now, the interesting thing also about this is that Elon Musk has truly become not just a great entrepreneur, uh, not just a free speech proponent, not just one of the most popular people in the world and the richest. But he also now is becoming one of the most, I guess, politically targeted or one of the most targeted um, international figures. I mean, think about what he's doing here. He is potentially altering the course of our geopolitical landscape uh, of governments. And by by offering his services and, and by creating these networks, he is he is now threatening. He's not threatening, but they feel that they are being threatened by China feels like Elon Musk and his company is a threat to their national security. So this is this is really kind of, and this all comes from capitalism, by the way. Elon Musk couldn't have done this if he were a communist. He couldn't have done it if he were a socialist. He had to be a capitalist to uh, garner so much power and wealth and and influence. And uh, and that's probably one of the reasons, again, why the Democrats want to shut him down, why the Democrats don't like him. Why? Oh, look, if China doesn't like you and the Democrats don't like you, then you got a problem. You got a real issue. Democrats should protect Americans. Democrats should be more in line with Elon Musk than they are with China. But unfortunately, they're not. So we'll be we'll be digging into that, too, as well on the Marque show. Definitely take a listen. It's noon Eastern, 11 Central, or you can check out the podcast anytime later on. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. You know what the moment you've all been waiting for. It is time for us to give away another $100 gas gift card from courtesy of the Keystone XL Pipeline. 
And if you have not yet gone to KStoneXL.com and signed up for your for your very own uh, Keystone XL Pipeline $100 gift card, do so now. We'll be calling names through the month of May, and the month of May is, look, it's the, I mean, there's only a handful of more days before that you can win this thing. So if you would like a Keystone XL gift card for $100 to fill your tank because these prices continue to go up, uh, go to KStoneXL.com and enter to win. All right, today's name, are you ready? Here it is. Dallas Collier. Dallas Collier, C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Dallas, if that's you, email us your name, your phone number, your address, so we can mail you out that gift card ASAP. Dallas Collier, that's who we're looking for. You have just won, hopefully, if you email us back in 24 hours, support at katriots.com. That's support at katriots.com. You have 24 hours to email us back and get your Keystone XL gift card for $100 worth of free gas.